make your world as big as you want it to be. Some people do want that quiet time, but ultimately we need to be connected. Isolation is not good for our mental or physical health. We need to have purpose. We need to feel like we're contributing in the world, whether that's in our neighborhood or whether that's going across the country to help after, you know, um, a natural disaster and clean up. We've had stories about people that do that. So I think that, um, I, I think the days of just sort of hanging up the tool belt and just sitting on the porch, nobody, nobody wants it. Welcome to another Finishing Strong podcast. If you haven't joined us before, Finishing Strong is dedicated to helping people transition from working full-time to something else, and then to integrate their faith with their new purpose. I'm excited to be joined today by Julie Fitzinger, who's the managing editor of a digital publication called Next Avenue. I came across Next Avenue last year when I was developing the curriculum for the Finishing Strong workshops. Wow, it is full of great articles and resources for us as we age. This digital publication is celebrating their 11th year of operation, and it's a nonprofit produced by Twin Cities PBS. Over 80 million people have been served by this resource. We have a ton of common interests and passions to help people navigate this time in our lives when transition, ageism, and uncertainty can dominate our thoughts. I know you will enjoy our time today with Julie as we hear some great stories of people who are finishing strong. Julie, thanks for for joining us here today. I have uh, I've been a fan of Next Avenue uh, for several months. When I came across it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this thing, this 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 digital uh, resource is just full of information." So I've posted I've posted Next Avenue as a uh, as a resource for people to come to Finishing Strong and on our research resource page. Let me just, I just want to read what you guys do, what you say you do. And it says, uh, Next Avenue is meeting the needs and unleashing the potential of older Americans through media. Your nonprofit digital journalism publication produced by Twin Cities, PBS, interesting, a PBS connection. And it's the public's um, media's first and only national publication for older adults, which is awesome. We're dedicated to covering the issues that matter most. So it got uh, it matter most as we age. So you guys got started about ten years ago. Tell tell us how it got started and kind of who's behind it, who was behind it. Sure, sure. Well, um, it it did start uh, uh, about ten years ago. Jim Paglarini, who was at that time the president and CEO of Twin Cities PBS, were based in St. Paul, Minnesota. He was uh, here many years and. He found himself being a caregiver for his mother. His mother was getting mm -hmm. older, having some health issues, and he was finding it difficult to get resources, to get support, to find answers to the question of caregiving. And he decided that he probably wasn't the only one 
that had those issues. And that was sort of the impetus for Next Avenue. Then he broadened the topic out to look at the, the, the different things that are important as we all age, you know, our families, caring for a spouse or family member, saving money, planning for retirement, pursuing the next uh, step for us, whatever our passion is, whatever our purpose is going to be. So that's what, how Next Avenue started. And also, fun fact, um, the title Next Avenue was an outgrowth of Sesame Street. So Sesame Street <laughs> is first, and then you transition many years later yeah, to your next I avenue. Love it. That's, where it came I love from. It. That's where it came from. So, yeah. Hence the uh, hence the avenue and the PBS connection. That is exactly. uh, that's right. great. Thanks for right. thanks for the insight. So you're managing editor of the yeah. publication. What do you what do you do? What's your role there? Well, well, I um I have been here at Next Avenue for about six years, and I started as the editor of the Living Channel, and then um, in 2022 in January, Richard Eisenberg, who had been our managing editor from the beginning retired from Next Avenue, but he's unretired. If anybody knows of Richard Eisenberg, he's all over and he's he's writing a lot about this stage of life. So as a managing editor, um, I write stories. I work with our two editors who are both based on the East Coast, Mark Stein, who's our work and purpose editor, money and, care, um, money and policy, and then Jimena Area Official. She is our health and caregiving editor. So I work closely with them. And um, we have two members of our audience team. So they do with our social media. Sabrina Cruz is our newsletter editor. And that's our, the core team. But the bulk of our work comes from contributors across the country. And so we work with them. We from first the pitch of, from the, of their story all the way through to completion of their story and publication. So um, I, I get to work with people all over the country which is fantastic. And, you know, there are other sort of miscellaneous day-to-day -day tasks, but that's the primary part of my job. Well, you guys have done a great job. And I, I've just found the, the website so easy to navigate, uh, topical and then subtopics and then into the, into the articles and the resources. So, so well done. I've really enjoyed it. So the mission of, of Next Avenue Reads our mission is to meet the needs and unleash the potential of older Americans through the power of media. You've served over 80 million people on the site, which is incredible, and millions more through other platforms and partnerships. It's unique because you're part of PBS. Mm -hmm. uh, two, you're journalists and experts, uh, passionate about serving the audience. And three, you've built a network of impeccable sources and prestigious partnerships. So how are you guys accomplishing that mission? You know, I think what we're we're very responsive to readers, and by that I mean the um, what's important for people as they start aging. And we sort of put Next Avenue at fifty plus, but to be honest with you, Jamie, we're really sort of pulling that number down a little bit, and we're looking at people in their forties who have needs as they're looking forward to the, mm. to the rest of their lives. They may be part of the sandwich generation. So they're launching someone to college and trying to help an older parent. Um, and their health issues, you know, things that people should be paying attention to in their 40s so they don't become problems when they're in their 70s. So really what we're doing is we're, we're taking a look across the spectrum of what people are going to need, the information they're going to need as they grow older, the um, challenges they're going to face, the good parts, the bad parts. I mean, we cover... 
cert everything everything that we possibly can and you know there are certain stories that we have that um, perform extremely well so we know that we've hit a nerve of something that is um, that our readers are interested in one of our top stories of all time is um, a piece that Richard Eisenberg wrote sorry nobody wants your parents stuff and that mm. launched a whole <laughs> avalanche of stories about stuff because that's an issue is people are downsizing and they're um, making moves to smaller homes or helping their parents do that. So that's something that sort of grew. I don't, we had no idea that that would be as big of a topic as it is, but there are other topics that are more personal, emotional, um, family estrangement is a, is a serious topic for us. And we get so much reader response to that. So when we know that we have a, um, struck a nerve with readers, then we want to be, um, you know, we want to add more resources to their personal toolboxes and um, ha have information for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, there's a lot in common with uh, with Next Avenue and Finishing Strong. And we've done a couple of things, too, as we as, as I started off with men in their 60s mm -hmm. uh, now evolved. Uh, one, we've had our first uh, weekend with with women uh, last month, which was tremendous. That's going to be our new normal. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and out of the time we did with men, many of them said, gosh, I wish I'd had some of these resources when I was younger. So yeah. kind of started expanding that. And we did our first one with, um, with young people in their forties and fifties in Colorado last month. And I'm, I'm doing my second one in a couple of weeks in, in Rwanda. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're a faith-based uh, organization that's that's really committed to the same audience and trying to help people navigate. And, and for us, we're trying to help them integrate their faith into creating this new purpose, whatever that whatever that looks like. You guys uh, obviously are connected with some of the great thought leaders uh, in the world on some of these issues. And uh, I recently heard, and I'm, I don't know how to pronounce it right, Ken Dykewald? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ken Dykewald, um, yeah. Yeah, he was on a he was on um, uh, a, a workshop that I did with the Modern Elder Academy, which is another great resource. Um, and, and so both both Modern Elder and I are probably doing a more hands on, do a weekend, do a do a yeah. gathering, something like that. But uh, Dykewald was on there, just such a great thought leader. And yeah. you guys did an article with him. He's uh, he's seventy three, going strong. He founded the Age Wave, and and one of the things he, uh, he that you guys talked about him. He said they just commissioned a survey. And it discovered that a majority of the respondents age 65 and over say they believe their best years are happening now and are still yeah. ahead of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, as they grow older, that that 83% of the population said usefulness matters more. You, usefulness matters more than youthfulness. How have you seen those things playing out? I think that I think that's such an important point. I actually saw Ken Dykewald myself last year at the American Society on Aging Conference in Atlantic, in Atlanta. It was just dynamic presentation, and he talked very much about this. I think you know, retirement, later life has changed so dramatically, and I think people are looking at here are the years that I have, hopefully. What do I want to do? How do I want to make an impact? And maybe I've had a certain career for 25 or 30 years, and I've loved that career, but I want to try something else while I can. And I think that that is something, you know, we, we really um, value that sort of uh, thought process on Next Avenue because 
per, without purpose, your your life is going to be pretty small. And I think that's also the danger. We, you know, we write about retirement when people give up a job they've had for 20 years, you know, that collective of people they've known, well, they might have to meet for breakfast on Saturday morning once a month, but they're not going to see each other as much. And then their world can get smaller and smaller and smaller. And our, what, what we say is, you know, make your world as big as you want it to be. Some people do want that quiet time, but ultimately we need to be connected. Isolation is not good for our mental or physical health. We need to have purpose. We need to feel like we're contributing in the world, whether that's in our neighborhood or whether that's going across the country to help after, you know, um, a natural disaster and clean up. We've had stories about people that do that. So I think that, um, I, I think the days of just sort of hanging up the tool belt and just sitting on the porch, nobody, nobody wants it. And, and I think also the, the idea of the empty nest, if we think maybe more of women when they're, when um, children are raised, they have more to give, you know, they may have had a huge career. They've raised their family. They have more to give. They're not ready to just stop giving and stop being who they are. When you continued your interview with Ken, there was a, there was a great follow-up to question that and said, people crave purpose. Yeah. Um, and so, which is so similar to what we, where we end up with in a finishing strong weekend is that people can walk out with at least the beginnings of a new kind of a purpose statement. Mm -hmm. um, and yet kind of uh, going on in the article, you said, yet yeah, culture characterizes retirement as just this time to relax and travel and, and so on. Uh, so what should older adults do? And then his answer was, I've seen it be kind of a blend. You know, you're free from raising children. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Uh, mm -hmm. You may be free from having to work full time. You may be free from a boss you don't get along with, but you still have mm -hmm. maybe up to 20 or 30 years more in front of us. And he says to have no usefulness during this massive stage of life, which he calls the third age, seems mm -hmm. like a profound mistake. And not only does society take full advantage of the wisdom and experience and knowledge and resilience of older people, but it also leaves a lot of people feeling uh, instilled with with meaning and purpose. So it's just this whole the, this this whole elusive purpose that that everyone's after. And maybe it's because I'm in my 60s or because I started finishing strong and, and looking at and just so focused on on that. What, what have you seen as some of the ways people have been discovering or or reinventing themselves in their 60s? I think, you know, um, yeah, everybody's purpose is different. You know, I mean, I think that some people reinvent themselves by volunteering or some people reinvent themselves by deciding to write a book or pursue music or things like that. That's one of the, um, the really, the, the touch points of Next Avenue, I think, is our arts coverage because we talk a lot about creativity as you're getting older. You know, if you want, if you want to pursue music, if you want to pursue dance, if you want to pursue painting, um, uh, right before the pandemic started, I um, wrote a, I put together a guide called Releasing Your Creativity. And it was supposed to be, you know, a, a way for people to see all the different options I, that they have if their purpose is to pursue the arts. And it was interesting because it was 100% complete and then the pandemic hit. And so we 
pulled it back and reinforced it with virtual classes, you know, virtual class options and virtual museum tours and all these things that you can do that still exist because that's the reality too. For some people, they may have this purpose that they want to be engaged and be active, but circumstances might dictate they can't travel, they can't go to the museum downtown, but they can participate, they can be active online. So that's really important too. But I think there's there's all kinds of ways that people are called to sort of carry through the next part of their lives. Um, caregiving is one, you know, caregiving mm -hmm. is a big focus of our site. Um, we currently have a, um, a caregiving hub that the um, John A. Hartford Foundation gave us a grant to really dive into the topic of caregiving. We've created a newsletter, the 24-7 Caregiver because there are a lot of people, their purpose in life becomes taking care of a spouse, taking care of a parent. Um, and we don't want them to feel isolated. We don't want them to feel that they're off to the side, just doing their thing without being supported. And um, we've gotten some, a tremendous response to that newsletter. And so for some people that might be the purpose they didn't think they were going to have, but that is what it is. And, and the, it's the, it's a way for them to be successful and um, not feel like they aren't doing a good job because that's something that I think um, affects caregivers. But anyway, so that's that's something else. And you know, starting a, an, a business late in life, we have a lot of stories about that. Family mm. businesses, you know, all kinds of things like that. Um, there's a lot. Of, there are a lot of ways people can fulfill their purpose, and we're here. We're here to give them options. So oh, that's great. Yeah, the some of the thought leaders like. Richard Leiter, uh, you know, build the Pope of Purpose, and and uh, he yeah. he talks about the big P and the little P, right? Some of that big P, some of that big dream, uh, right. used to 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 call it. Uh, um, oh, I just forgot the author, uh, um, but he talked about the big hairy audacious goal, right? And uh, the VHAG, and and there's something big you can do. But Richard Leiter also encourages us to just stay in the little P's, like every yeah. day, you know, get yeah. up with. And he says his his mantra is to get up every day. And how am I going to give? How am I going to grow? Yeah. And uh, just to even have that as in golf, we say that swing thought uh, yeah. as you go into your day uh, is is tremendous. So you you've got a couple of stories. Uh, the story of the uh, the the couple that like, hey, let's bike from this part of the country to the next part of the country. Um, which was which was just an amazing story as a cyclist I loved it like oh man but call me I, I want to go on part of that um, so kind of a fun a fun purpose and, and, they, and they turned it into they turned it into a greater purpose and then you have the story of uh, Sally Hinman who uh, even though even though raised in a in obviously in some element of a high society became a a Quaker minister, and they told her, told her mother, "I don't want to be, I don't want to be a debutante, right? I want to, I want to make a difference in people's lives." And and uh, say that passion uh, led to this tiny house village for homeless people for eighteen to twenty, uh, eighteen to twenty four year olds in yeah. uh, just northeast of San Francisco. What are some other stories? What are some What are some of those favorite stories of years of people that you've encountered who have? either reinvented themselves or just created who they already were and, and just did more of it in this season. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Created who they already were. I love that. We've had several um, and a couple come to mind. Um, we had a writer earlier this summer named J.R. Rich. She was um, 
always when she was younger wanted to pursue acting that i mean that was her goal she acted in high school went to new york and and developed some severe anxiety around auditioning and all of a sudden she looked at what she thought she was going to do and thought well no i guess this isn't for me i can't do it she recently she's in her 60s now has stepped back into it and she started with a zoom acting class during the pandemic and now takes classes auditions she lives in new york city again and to me that was just that's transformative you know you think oh that door is closed that window shut no, you can open it back up again. And that's exactly what she did. And I think mm. that was a fantastic story. Yeah, I think the story about Sally is great. Rhonda J. Miller is the one who wrote that. She's a, um, a public radio reporter that's now based in Kentucky. She's written a couple of really great stories for us about people that um, is a fellow named Greg Sonnenfeld. He's not famous at all. He was a he worked in tech in Boston and he just decided, you know what? It's time for me to go back to my music. So he quit his tech job, got a job taking some shifts at Target across the street from where he lived. So that's what he does to make the money. And he's gotten back into his band and his music and, you know, and he's happy and he's happy. And I think that that's fundamentally in, you know, Dan Jelton and his wife Viking, it, they're happy because they're doing what fulfills them. They've made their mark in certain ways in their careers, but it's time for them to be happy doing something else. So yeah, we've, we've had, we've had a lot of really great stories about that. We have a lot too, Jamie, about travel, you know, people Mm. who um, have always wanted to go on the Camino trail. We had a story um, Mm. this, this summer about that, um, about solo travel, people that if they don't have a partner they go, or even if they do, sometimes they go off, they take the trip they've always wanted to take. We had a piece earlier this year, solo travel at 82 and a woman who lived in a French farmhouse by herself, didn't really speak French when she got there because her arrangements had fallen through. She had the time of her life, you know, and people really responded to that story. Even if you can't afford to travel to France, you can do something out of your comfort zone to Chaminton and test yourself in the best way possible so we have a lot of stories like that on next avenue oh that is that is great that is great you know at, a, at, a, at the at the finishing strong gatherings we kind of divide the weekend up into to past present and future and and we start with that piece of the past what have you done well where have you been affirmed what are what are your and we do some assessments on what are your gifts and talents that you already have and then then that then we talk through kind of a transition time and then it then it leads to developing a purpose statement and so we've got to take the time to be aware of what what we've done well or maybe maybe we haven't done well and we just want to try something but for the most part um you know i i, I see friends or someone talk about well i'm just going to go get a job at starbucks or i'm going to go do something like that which which might be fine that yeah. might be just exactly what they need and 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 to richard lighter's point the little p that might be their purpose yeah. for the time but but i often challenge them and say gosh i just i think you've got so much more to offer the world yeah. than right. that so just take a look at where you've where you've done some really cool things and see how you can how you can uh, do more of that in in the future. You guys have you kind of you break out your core resources and you've hit on you've hit uh, so the 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 group of health, money and mm-hmm. policy, work and purpose, mm-hmm. living and then caregiving and you you hit on caregiving a minute ago which 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 gosh 
well well done um i, I really appreciate you know what what you've done uh with that because it is such an important part of, of people's lives tell us a little bit about some of the other ones so maybe just kind of take if you take all of the different things that are a part of each one of those core resources let's let's just start with health what's your what's your goal in the communication in our audience with with health that I, that's a really good place to start. You know, we cover um, a really broad range on health. You know, we, we will cover the the, uh, the the situations people are facing in their lives, diabetes, heart issues, um, hearing loss, vision loss, you know, those kinds of things where people are cancer um, or people are looking for, for um, not advice, but maybe just to, to see options and things like that. Then... We also look at, at the wellness part of health. We've done that even more in the past two years since Humana started, where mm -hmm. we're looking at things like longevity. And what does that mean? Does that, that means meditation, that means yoga, that means walking, that means nutrition and brain health. That means, so we cover a wide range of those kinds of health topics. It's not just, you're not just going to find bullet points about you know, certain illnesses, you're going to find a broader scope. Um, and then if we look at, at um, you know, money and policy, big topic for our readers is Medicare and Social Security. And we want to cover those stories um, effectively, efficiently, because it can be confusing, you know. And um, so we have many stories. We're always trying to lay things out in ways that are accessible for everyone and understanding there's a yeah there's a lot to it um and yeah, then and i think and that's one of the things we for the most part i stay away from and finishing strong because it's it, there's so much good stuff out there and you you hit the two pieces like how much does it take to live for the rest of my life how you know and estimate how long am i live when should i start taking social security right exactly. and, and what's all the supplement stuff super super confusing and so glad you've got places for people to turn in your resources there really important and and to, and work and purposes we've sort of yeah. already talked about you know retirement yeah. planning for retirement and then the living channel really encompasses a lot of the, the sort of the the personal issues that's where we uh, mostly publish our per, the personal essays i would say I, I don't know the percentage but we get a large large percentage of personal essays from people who just have a story to tell about their lives or their parents or uh, we had Marie Sherlock, who's a great writer from the West Coast, wrote about her family's grocery store that she grew mm -hmm. up working when she was younger. Nostalgia. I mean, we don't overdo nostalgia, to be honest with you, but we do we do it enough that I think people can see themselves or their story. In Marie's case, you know, her family, they all the kids worked in the grocery store and um, it was meaningful to them. It gave them life lessons. So, you know, we do that kind of thing. People, yeah. I mentioned earlier, family estrangement, that's something, if someone can see their lives in a story, that can make a difference. Um, grief and loss is a big part of our coverage on the Living Channel. Um, it's something that affects everybody. And um, when you were mentioning, too, um, you know, we have an audience, obviously, men and women, but sometimes can skew a little bit towards women, but we have a very strong um, male audience. And we've written, we have a, um, a writer in the Atlanta area who writes about grief, and he's a widower. And for men and grief, men and grief and women and grief, very different. 
in the way that they process it. And we want people to be able to, again, see themselves in that. Um, and then we have and the also, worst thing we can do on that is isolate and guys are so exactly. easy to isolate. And uh, exactly. so thanks for your encouragement in those articles yeah. to, to just acknowledge that that's one of our biggest risks as we, as we are in this season. Right. Exactly. And then we, you know, we have, we are, have talked about travel pieces. We also cover a lot of, um, um, famous folks who are meaningful mm -hmm. to our demographic, um, Linda Ronstadt, Ken Burns, uh, Susanna Hoffs from the Bengals. We just did a story with her. Um, I wrote some down. Oh, um, Kevin Bacon was interviewed for Next Avenue. And coming up at the end of October, we have a story with Bob Odenkirk. He and his wife, his daughter have written a book together. Um, so we try and, um, you know, we're not a celebrity-driven publication, obviously, but those stories, um, are, those people are matter to our readers. And so we like to... Um, we have a, a group of writers that do really nice interviews with those folks. So that's sort of the fun part too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of those, all of those sections are, are, uh, of your resources are so, so important and inspiring. So I'm going to encourage everybody, man, if you haven't, if you haven't come across next Avenue, do it, just make it a part of your, your regular news source. And, and I do get the, get the emails now as part of uh, having registered for it. So we'll, we'll provide that link in the notes. We'll provide it at the end here today to have people do that. One of the things you did in your, in your health section, which I think was really important. And we talk about this on our finishing strong gatherings too. And that's, that's sexual, sexual yeah. issues and uh, sexual health and, um, you know, uh, for those of us who are baby boomers, we didn't grow up with this as an, an open subject to talk about. And, and yeah. thankfully, it's typically more open today. So thanks for thanks for your work on it. But in the article uh, by G. Stone, uh, uh, she said, for most of my life, sex and sexuality were the same. Today, I know that sexuality is far more expansive than who we sleep with. It sits at the core of who we are as human beings and influences our self-esteem, confidence, belief systems, how we show up in the world, and so much more. Uh, it's complex. It's multi-layered component of our human identity that surpasses physical intimacy and, and sexual acts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, what do you what do you think after after providing those resources? What do you think that men and women need to know about sexual health in, in this season of our lives? Um, I, 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 no, I, I think that they need to know that it's important to not, like we're I was talking about before, shut doors, close windows. You know, there are still, um, there are still ways to nurture that emotional and physical side of yourself. Um, yeah, we have, we have delved into that topic, I would say a little bit more strongly in the past couple of years, we sort of started with the topic, um, um, with stories about online dating, because that is something mm, sure. that was very important to our readers, because many of them are um, widowed, divorced, never partnered. So we sort of started there. And then we moved into some of the more specifics of, you know, serious topics that people might want to know about and we're a safe, like a safe space to find it, you know, the mm -hmm. um, sexually transmitted diseases, vibrators, libido, mm -hmm. 25th anniversary of Viagra. We had one of our writers. Mm -hmm. right there. Yeah, I saw that. yeah. So I think that it is, people want to be informed. And if, it, if it's a place that they're coming 
to read other stories, here we also have this too. And I think that we get we get we get good um, uh, engagement on social media. Fewer comments, but but we get likes and you know. But people are less less apt sure. to make comments. But that's okay. We're not asking them to. That's not a yeah, part. That, you that's know. Right. That's um, right. That's right. But it's but we can tell that that content is read is well read. Yeah, so. yeah. When, one of my, my previous podcast guests is a well known author, Gary Thomas, and he's got a book called Married Sex. And uh, we've invited him. He's he's on the the podcast series, and also we've included a lot of his resources in in our in our uh, gatherings too. What are, what are a couple of resources that you would recommend uh, on this topic for, for people in their sixties? Um, let me see. I think that, well, next Avenue is comes to mind. I mean, yeah. I think that in terms of, you know, there are, there are, there are books, there are, um, you know, podcasts that I think are more devoted to this topic than, than um, what we do. But I think that people are going to seek out what's what's in their comfort zone, too. Do you know what I mean? I think they're mm-hmm. going to find a place where they feel like they can um, be comfortable with, with that information. And um, so I think, yeah, the people that we usually interview are medical experts or relationship experts. Um, and the, you know, if you read like G Stone's story too, um, mm-hmm. read the stories will off, often have links to who the expert is, and then you can follow them onto their webpage and find out more of what they have to say. Great. Great. Well, that's why you guys are a digital resource for us. So we appreciate that. So you, as we, as we wrap it up at, at some point, you will, edit your final article and uh, go on to, to something else. What do you do? You, and you're, you're so focused on this, this topic now, do you already yeah. start thinking about what's, what's next for you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not in any hurry to retire Jamie at all. I just, I love what I do. Um, and I think that, you know, to me, storytelling of all kinds, I mean, that's what we do, you know, on next Avenue, if it's, even if it's a story about Medicare, we're telling a story. And I think that, um, I think that's where I'm, I'm very, a big believer in the community of, of people who see themselves. You can see yourself in our stories. And I, and the older I get, I see myself in stories that we yeah. have on this avenue. Um, and, and I think that I would always want to continue writing, um, I would, I love being an editor. I love the bouncing of ideas. You know, that's something that's always been um, really important to me. And it's something I've always loved in all the work I've done, you know, sitting down and talking to people about ideas and coming up with new, new, new strategies or um, new ways to engage people. Engagement to me is really important. So I want to remain engaged in whatever I do. Um, I'm not very crafty yet. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe yeah. someday. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, I think that I'll just keep doing what I love to do for as long yeah. as I'm able to do it. Great. Well, we hope you keep doing it because it, it really is a great resource uh, for you. us. So, again, it's Julie Fitzinger with, with Next Avenue. Uh, and it's nextavenue.org. Uh, easy to find. And again, just encourage everybody to take advantage of of those resources. And uh, I hope to have you back. There's about 50 more articles I want to talk to you about. And so hopefully you'll come back sometime. So we appreciate your time here with us. Thank you very much, Jamie. I really appreciate the invitation. 
Thank you for joining our podcast today. You can learn more about Next Avenue at www.nextavenue.org. Also, if you want to become an individual or corporate sponsor of the publication, please reach out to Emily, who is their senior manager of development at Next Avenue. I'll put her email address in our show notes. You can also learn more about us at www.finishing-strong.org, where you can register for one of our upcoming events or sign up for a retirement coaching session with me. Have a great day.